Terra Ignota, Episode 16, Northward and Knollward, Part 1. Okay. Um, thanks, UPS. <laughs> <laughs> Hear a roar in the distance. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> this dude just smells so good. <laughs> All right, so one of the things that I wanted to put out in front of you guys um, is the sort of like origin legend of the Tyndarian Empire. Um, thanks, sorry, not UPS, FedEx. Sorry, phone. <laughs> sorry, FedEx. Um, my phone just beeped and it was like, FedEx, your package has been delivered. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, do... I know you wrote this, Ryan. Do you want to read mm -hmm. this story, or do you want me to read it? Sorry. Okay. Quick. Yeah, end. I can. <laughs> I can read this. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, long ago, Terra Fidelis was in shambles. One part of a vast kingdom. Once part of a vast kingdom, the region had crumbled into a mess of small countries and tribes, each striving for power over the others. One su such country, the kingdom of Nerva, lay deep within a valley and was under the current rule of King Theodosius Nerva. His son, Tyndarus, was troubled by the state of the world around him. He felt that his people settled, his people, settled in amongst the ruin of the old rule had forgotten how quickly they may become ruins themselves, surrounded on all sides by hostility and ambivalence. One day, when hunting by the river, Tindara spotted the reflection of a man in the still pools of the water's edge. Turning to look, arrow knocked in eyes aflame, the young prince saw not a human, but an elf. Stood not but three feet from the prince, Tanith Iserwin, had emerged from the trees. Before Tyndarus could think to react, the elf had knocked the arrow from its rest and spoke peace. Tanith saw the prince's troubles and asked what the prince might do to solve them. He said, I wish to see this land united, that Terra Fidelis might live together again, stronger than ever before. Good, spoke the elf. Then make the land as such. Upon his father's passing, Tyndarus Nerva took the throne and spoke to his people of unity, hope, and safety. A cry was rallied, and the people's hearts were stirred. With Tyndarus taking the throne, he brought along with him an ally within, within the elves, um, their nation too standing behind his vision of unity, and their wisdom would prove invaluable. Tyndarus declared on that day that the dawn of a new empire, the Regis Imperium, and the First Age had begun. I read that sentence slightly wrong. That's okay. There wasn't a grammar mistake when I wrote it. <laughs> um, either way, that's that that's the that's the general yeah. gist. So that's the general like legend and histor historical account of basically the moment that the Tyndarian Empire was founded. Uh, that first king, 
and then became the first emperor mm -hmm. of the Tyndarian Empire or the Regis Imperium, went on to you know lead a conquest against across Terra Fidelis and united a lot of the you know small divided kingdoms across that landscape. Mm -hmm. uh, he also then set his sights on a large island in the middle of the Central Sea and declared that that would become the new seat of the Tindarian Empire, and that became the capital city of Terra Regis. So, that's just a little bit of world legend stuff that I think is nice. good and relevant, mm -hmm. as uh, three out of four of the party members are empire kids <laughs> that would be oh, we're empire oh. kids yeah that would be that would be a story yeah. you would know from mm -hmm. your childhood mm -hmm. almost every peasant family could recite some version of that story um it is part of the propaganda i mean history mm -hmm. of, the, uh, of the nation <laughs> mm -hmm. as a whole mm -hmm. another thing that i wanted to touch on a little bit um and this is a little less uh specifically defined um this is kind of the nature of magic and the historical practice of magic within the empire itself. So um, Alexander went to a wizarding school, the Golden Wyvern Academy. Um, those who at least are familiar with the academy know that the headmaster is an elf. Um, and the reason that is the case is because arcane magic is traditionally an elven practice. Um, the humans of the Tyndarian Empire and other kingdoms never really had a tradition of arcane magic. They had a lot of uh, strong divine practitioners, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of clerics and priests and things like that. Um, but arcane magic was a pretty well-kept secret for some time. And so practice of arcane magic within the empire is technically sanctioned mm -hmm. by uh, the Elven Alliance. Um, to that effect, you know, high-level arcane practice is kind of an anomaly. Um, so take that information and do with it what you will. Um, what is the status of like high-level clerics? I mean, are, are there of the empire-sanctioned deities, or are there, you know, whatever the main temple of Rory or? Saren Ray or something, would you expect to find high-level clerics in the in the capital city? Yeah, so that's a great segue into the third thing that I wanted to talk about, which we have talked about a little bit, which is um, uh, power scale and prevalence. Mm -hmm. So you guys have recently hit level seven. Um, and as we've talked about a little bit before, you guys are kind of now in the tier of exceptional, right? Like mm -hmm. your average people milling about a like first, second level, like skilled tradespeople might hit, you know, fourth or fifth or things like that. When you talk about people like uh, Desmond and Kessera, they're seventh, eighth, maybe ninth level. These are people who have adventured their entire lives. Mm -hmm. The fact that you guys are now hitting this power tier now is above and beyond. People who exist in the world that are in positions of like small scale leadership, might be people at like seventh, eighth level, mm -hmm. like um, Craig mm -hmm. over the town of Craig. <laughs> he's he's probably something in the neighborhood of like a seventh level, eighth level fighter, right? Uh -huh. He could absolutely go toe to toe with like a troll and mm -hmm. solo it, you know, and be a mm -hmm. badass on the battlefield. But he's like retired, 
Yeah. Right? So when you think about um, the prevalence of like high tier spellcasters, if you guys are looking for like, like a high level cleric, there might be a few in particularly like powerful seats. Like maybe in the capital city, you might get people who are in the low teens. Mm. Um, so, I mean, to that extent, like you would have to travel pretty far at this point to find a cleric who has, is as capable and as powerful as Urban. Mm -hmm. Because- the, ex the example that I had heard, that I think we talked about, Andrew, was that Achilles would be a 12th level fighter. Yeah. Like the greatest fighter of all time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. You know, so those are people that like they're legendary, right? They're not they're not even the best of normal. They are like exceptional and nearly immortal. Um so when you when you talk about like the prevalence of what kind of magic most people might be exposed to in their lives, it's it's less than you guys have capable like in your hands now. Um so that's, that's just like an extra little tidbit of things to mm. keep in mind for, you know, the nature of the universe and as we dive into some of these ruined things and like the prevalence of this ancient magic and magic practice and also weird outliers like the uh, Artificers Guild and things like that, to some extent you might have people who are treading into like unexplored levels of magical practice. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And that all kind of falls into the sort of general theme of mystery and stuff that we're that we're cultivating here. There's a pregunta, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm getting all of the different methodologies mixed. Is it just arcane and divine magic? So um, I'll, I'll give you that answer in two parts. <laughs> One, in the mechanical pathfinder system, yes. Okay. Two, in our setting, I'm kind of branching some things into other things. They might function still ultimately as arcane or divine. Um, but Ryan and I have also discussed the prevalence of what we would call natural magic or fey magic. Yeah. Um, so creatures that uh, demonstrate spell-like abilities through their own mm -hmm. innate function is a sort of like new form of magic. Um, okay. Also, people like shamans or oracles or people who maybe get um, some semblance okay. of magic bestowed upon them or innately produced that doesn't come through rigorous arcane study or worship of the divine kind of fall into this sort of weird category. Um, I particularly really enjoy what they did in second edition Pathfinder where there are four schools of magic, hmm. which is arcane, divine, nature, and occult. Mm -hmm. nice. Okay. Right. So even though the effects may be similar, I sort of like that idea of, like, a witch gets her power in a way that is totally different. It's like black arts magic, mm -hmm. right? Maybe the effect is very similar to something a wizard could conjure, but the way she gets it is different. Mm -hmm. um, or like sorcerers. Yeah, sorcerers would kind of be more like wild magic yeah. in this setting because they have it as an innate thing. Sorcerers yeah. are pretty uncommon. Um, but, like, that would be an example. Yeah, that would be an example. Um, does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything to add to that, Ryan? Nothing to add to what, we, what you went over now. Cool. Um... 
Did we have any any planner stuff we wanted to talk about? Um, I mean, I guess I guess to that. Uh, well, what what are you what are you referring to specifically? Well, I just, I just didn't know if if we had come to enough of a, a conclusion on how to explain and share, like how we're viewing the outer planes and stuff. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that um, obviously traditional like D and D has this concept of like extra planar space as being this very like concrete thing. Um, but I, I really view that as a much more like philosophical discussion for most mm -hmm. people, you know? People talk about like the outer planes, specifically like the celestial outer planes, mm -hmm. like we talk about heaven and hell now. Mm. That they're sort of this like real place kind of, but they're also sort of this metaphorical concept, mm -hmm. right? And that people might discuss them as a real place, but a concept of like actually traveling to them mm -hmm. would be sort of unheard of, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, pack your bags, we're going to hell. That's that's like involves some kind of weird level of astral projection mm -hmm. that wouldn't be magic most people would be exposed to. Yeah. Um, it's not to say that it maybe doesn't exist, but you're mm -hmm. talking again about like a level of magic that is not relevant or not, not readily accessible to most people. Um, Similarly, the uh, inner planes, all the elemental planes, you kind of think of them as like uh, concrete versions of Aristotle's building blocks mm -hmm. of reality, right? Like a fire elemental is sort of this like embodiment of the concept of fire and the plane of fire is sort of this like ethereal building block mm -hmm. that all sort of weaves together and the material plane exists because it is this sort of like knot of all of these other planes of energy. Um, including fire, air, earth, uh, water. water, light, and shadow. Mm -hmm. All of those come together to become the material plane. And they sort of like coalesce together mm -hmm. and overlap in sort of weird ways. Um, so again, when most people talk about like, oh, this is a creature from, you know, there, there's this elemental plane of fire. It's very much like... Aristotle and his, you know, dick-wagging contest mm -hmm. of ancient Rome of like, oh, and the birds fly because that is their place to be. And mm -hmm. the fire, it burns with mm -hmm. power. <laughs> um, are, you, are you sticking with the traditional, like, your soul goes to the boneyard and is judged by phrasma and or is that up in the air or don't know yet or so, Corbin wouldn't know yet or... Yeah, so here's what I would say is that... Um, from the greater perspective, a bit of that is up in the air, but Urban as a religious person would have a, uh, a script and a faith that he believes in that may include those specifics, right? Much like, much like a devout Catholic mm -hmm. would assume that they are going to be uh, sent to purgatory to be judged and then ascend to heaven or to hell. And they will recite that as though it is a bona fide truth, mm -hmm. right? The actual nature of reality might be different. We don't know. None mm -hmm. of us in this room have died. Right. <laughs> Turns out the Mormons were right all along. Or, uh, <laughs> but, but, what a twist, man. There is a real, like, 
effective presence of the gods yes. in this universe. Yes. And so it's less interpretive it's, because Well, it's, yeah, because it, and it gets messy, right? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because like people worship these concepts that are gods and consequently are able to draw real power from the universe through their faith behind a particular concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of one of those, like, the metaphysical becomes very physical, so who's to say what's real or what's not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, does that answer your question? Uh, yeah, I, I had been playing, I guess, R- or RP. Oh, yeah, we'll back. Um, you know, that? I'll, we'll, I'll go to Axis, the lawful neutral plane where Rory lives. Yeah. Um, or, like, I said, oh, well, we'll come find you in Elysium if you fall. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's what Urban believes if he's right. Mm hmm. You know that's that's fine. That's perfectly consistent with it. Yeah, and yeah. I I think I think that's the way that I would encourage you to approach that. Is like that is absolutely what Urban believes, but as players, we can all accept that these these concepts may be a little bit more nebulous than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I guess that would be the only thing that I would throw out for for that. Um, cool. Yeah. Does thanks. it play a sound when I mute myself, or is that is it no. easy to just mute that's or not? Only for you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You're you're golden. Cool. Any other questions from the audience? Mm. Good, good discussion. I'm glad we were, had a chance no. to bring some of those things up. These are things that like we'll sometimes talk about late mm-hmm. into the night or like yeah. Yeah. randomly, but not everybody's here. And it's just like there's some things that have been decided that haven't come up that I just would really love to share with nice. people. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Are we good? Can I have ten seconds? Okay. We all ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> We all ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> Having traveled across the Tindaris River Valley, the Haney Adventuring Committee found themselves on the outskirts of Dunmere's Pass. Normally a quiet farming community, the Hacks instead found a scene of recent turmoil. A makeshift refugee camp had taken over the center town square, and distant smoke could be seen billowing from over the pass. The party quickly met with a traveling monk anxious to find additional support and reinforcements and shared with the party bad news about Densmouth. It seemed Knowles had sieged the frontier town, killing and capturing dozens of citizens and setting much of the town ablaze. Tensions increased as the party learned that a knoll with burning red eyes led the charge. Eager to join the operation to retake Densmouth, the party joined forces with this new companion, Kane. They then met up with Kessera, a zealous warrior and crusader of good who was rousing a force to attempt a reclamation of the besieged town. On the trek over the pass, the party met up with Desmond, a veteran of Terra Ignota, who they had traveled with before. Now a united force, this band of ragtag mercenaries staged a plan to retake the town of Densmouth. Desmond and Kessera would stage a distraction, allowing the party to infiltrate the town and secure a few key locations. The hacks first snuck into the knoll-infested town, targeting a warehouse where a cache of weapons and supplies was stored. From there, they traveled across the town into the Shade District, where a knoll slaver had many of the captives locked up, locked up, subjected to torture or worse. This battle, too, was decisively won, and now stronger in number, the group reunited with Desmond and Kessera to make a final push back into the town. As the now small army charged, weapons drawn, they slashed and carved their way through the Legion of Knolls. Suddenly, a nearby building burst. A nearby building erupted in flames in the town square. Veering off to investigate, the hacks found themselves face to face with an enemy they had met before: the red-tinged fire knoll. 
A violent battle escalated, nearly felling Mount Companion and ally alike. But in the end, the hacks were victorious, and in a moment of defeat, the fire knoll, the fire knoll, <laughs> impaled himself with his flaming blade and was quickly immolated. All that remained was the charred body and a wisp of gray smoke that trailed from one eye. The leader of this knoll incursion now slain, the hacks quickly rejoined the mercenary operation, returned to the battle, defeating and routing the remaining knolls that held Densmouth. At the end of the day, the operation was ultimately successful, facing few casualties, but the town itself was in ruins. The remainder of the day was spent scavenging for supplies, putting out fires, and beginning the cleanup operation of the town. That night, wounded and weary, the hacks and the mercenary company camped and rested. The mood that evening was simultaneously joyous and mournful, and many left that day victorious but fundamentally broken, especially the traveling monk Cain, unaccustomed to the violence of the wilds. The party discussed many things, and ultimately left with questions as to the nature of this knoll incursion. Several knolls had fled the onslaught heading north into the wilds, and the party pondered and planned to pursue them in hopes of gaining more information, but that was a problem best left for tomorrow. As the well-earned rest comes to a close, and dawn breaks over the smoke-filled badlands town of Densmouth, you all awake, and once again take in the scene of devastation around you. Though much of the active fires have been put out, the town itself is still a vastly smoldering ruin. Homes and shops alike are little more than piles of rubble and useless material. As you look around you, you begin to take inventory of the people that made the day before possible. Desmond. Kessera. The many mercenaries and volunteers who fought so bravely. But you see that Cain is nowhere to be found. The morning sun greets you, and the folks of Densmouth are rousing to begin their day of reclamation. Beyond the haze of the nearby sky, the bright sun begins to set the land before you alight. Today is a new day. Alexander, Emmeth, Ondine, and Urban. What would you like to do? quick interruption, I did text-to-speech to narrate this, and I tried to edit it, but we had a, a Desmond and Casserole. <laughs> and it was really hard to read over that one without chuckling. Des Casserole. <laughs> Alright. Hmm. Hmm. Well. Seems our intrepid friend has made his way. I hope that he didn't try to follow them north on his own, but I suspect he may have. Seems likely. Yeah. Well, um, it does. It's formidable, though, so it'll probably be, be all right. Is there a... Uh, a need for food and water in the town. Um, did you want to ask about? Yeah. Yeah. So just you know what? I'll see what else we can do. I'll you know perhaps we should aid aid them for one more day or help them get temporary shelter and you know some food to last and before we decide where we're gonna go or the morning even. Yeah, that's certainly up to you guys. Um, yeah. You know, you, you kind of step off to a couple of the folks that are, uh, you know, residents of Densmouth um, and kind of ask about food and water. And, uh, 
you approach an individual, kind of a younger human male, uh, who's busy like shoveling away some of the rubble of one of the buildings, and he says, um, uh, as, as you begin to talk to him, you realize that he was one of the people who was currently who had been captured and and detained by the null slaver. Uh, he kind of turns to you and he says, "Yeah, food, water supplies. This would be great. Um, obviously." We'll send some people back over the pass to Dunmere's and try to get what we can. But uh, the Knolls took and ate a lot when they first got here. And uh, many of us here are hungry. Right, there's something I'll just spare. Wave my hand out and burn uh, all three of my third level spells to create food and water. And that'll be enough for 63 people for the day. Hmm. Already. Nice. Porridge for days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not the most glamorous food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the most glamorous food. It's simple. It's unseasoned. But it's sustenance. And uh, as you do this, a number of the people that, you know, had been captive and are tired, you know, they, they charged in and waged this battle alongside you a lot on pure adrenaline. And, you know courageous and now they are left hungry some of them probably haven't eaten anything substantial in days mm-hmm. and they're very grateful for the feast and and is there like some empty barrels or something that you can urban can do water or something sure yeah that, like I mean, just put your hands it's like i don't know if they have a well or something or it, you know, how do they get water here? But, you know, clean, fresh, yeah, mm-hmm. pure water, because who knows what those gnolls did to the water sources. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then would I think that I could make them or create some sort of shelter or repair any stone buildings or anything with stone shape? Just to the point that there's some place for people to sleep. Yeah. How that's much covered and how much can you move around with stone shape? I didn't bring it up. I just occurred to me. That's a great idea. We're kind of used mm-hmm. to moving fiery rebel already, <laughs> so <laughs> just uh, roll up the sleeves and help out the efforts for seventeen seventeen cubic feet. Oh, I, it's third level. I thought it was second. I can't do that. Okay, never mind. Good thought, though. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, obviously, if you guys are planning to spend some of the day here, or a, a portion of the day, you could help erect some <clears throat> structures. Um, well, might be easier said than done. Raw materials are a little bit short. Um, but as you guys kind of look around, you know, there's at least one tavern that still stands. A lot of people have been camping out in there. A number of warehouses and homes that people are kind of doubling up in and piling into. I'm willing to uh, donate my tent. I'll... Are we staying? Yeah. Well, are we staying well, the afternoon, or are we? The longer we continuing wait, continuing along the road, the farther. Well, weren't we gonna go after the gnolls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, the longer I we wait, like to... the farther away to get. I would like to continue to crag. I don't think the gnolls were gonna try this again without a leader. Yeah, it might take them a, a little while to regroup at the very least, but it sounds like 
that guy has the capability to come back. It might be worth okay. seeing where they're hanging out, though. They might True. have... We might get no. more information. Because presumably, they all fled in the same direction, right? Yes. Heading somewhere. Andrew, how much would I know about what it takes to bring a abyssal creature back? <sighs> I mean, we, we, we were, I think we, we were able to establish that I that I could figure out that he was extra planar after seeing it for the second time. Um, that his, that his, that his, he was not he was not dead. That he was just simply banished back. I think that's where. I don't know that there was anything specific that uh, was provided to you. You recognized the nature of the little magical wisp as being blasphemous magic. I think anything we beyond just, that has been your interpretation. We're pretty mm-hmm. sure we specifically got through the abyss. It was, it was late. Uh, the, what you're thinking of is the command word for the staff that he had mm-hmm. was an abyssal okay. word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying not to medicate. I mean, like... Yeah. Or, or, or how Urban would... The level of concern uh, for an additional null attack for depend on whether or not he thinks that guy is coming back tomorrow. Right. Or a month, or yeah. Um, here's what I'll say. Go ahead and make a, a knowledge religion check for me. Twenty. Twenty. Fifteen plus five. Uh, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I I agree uh, with with MF that finding out where they uh, where they originate and how many are left and what their level of organization is probably a good idea. Yeah. There might be some clues about why they did this. Or if they're going to attack another location. Mm-hmm. Hey, if we can find Jeff, we've interrogated him before. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he's friendly. Yes. He likes us. We might be able to intimidate him more easily. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, oh shit, them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I agree. I think, point, but... you know, maybe like a couple hours this morning to do the food in the water, yeah. which you've done, and just, you know, a couple cleanup things. Gotta see what, um, that he had on him, the big guy Fire Knoll, Yeah. had on him. Mm-hmm. We should probably also yeah. figure out who's, um, like, taking charge of yeah. rulership that now the mayor's gone. Like, it would be... Yeah. Not that we can influence that, but I'd like to know who's, mm-hmm. you know... Right. Well, yeah. Who's who's at least gonna lead the reconstruction? Mm-hmm. Well, because Desmond and Kessler don't really seem like the type. To they're do. not really. They're not. Yeah. This is a stop on. Yeah. Away. Yeah. And what are they gonna do next? I mean, mm-hmm. is she is is her mission complete? You know. I think we need to have a conversation with Desmond Kessra and. Maybe the guy who, you know, seems to be from Densmouth who seems to be taking charge. Mm-hmm. Is little... there one? Well, the guy who uh, he talked to about well, the food. That was some young... It was just some random... Kid with a shovel. Rando? Oh, it was just a <laughs> town's Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's see if we can gather some people who um, might have some sort of authority mm-hmm. and... Should we leave them me, uh, a donation of some currency, perhaps, to get them back off their back, to, so they can get supplies and 
let me get in touch with uh, Caleb and see if see what's going on with Craig. That might, yeah. might influence our decision. True. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. So information I'll take the ten the ten minutes and just start the the chant. You know, the kind of I don't know where the portal opens up or whatever with you know the hand incantation uh, and cast sending to Caleb. Okay. Uh, uh, Dense mouth sacked by Knowles, led by Noel Druid. Uh, town in rubble. What's the situation in Crag? Knowles driven off, helping. I feel like there should have been stops. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Knowles driven off. Stop. stop. Helping. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, it's all good. It's yeah, no. <laughs> the, the, the 25-word improv is not, it's not a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's a little bit of a pause, and then you hear uh, Caleb's voice. Den's mouth. That explains the supplies being low. Things are uh, difficult here, but we're managing. Bring something if you can. Ah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, not that we're. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I guess it's good that they're not also under attack, but it sounds like the uh, food stores are running low. Ah. Uh, should we perhaps organize an escort? A. Uh, a caravan. Mm. Well, how much? How many supplies here, are there but... from the warehouse? Because it sounds like everything was in the warehouse, and we got all the weapons and stuff, mm-hmm. but well, we didn't really check all of the things. I mean, and they need supplies mm-hmm. here. Well, I mean, presumably, this is there's regular shipments to Crag, mm-hmm. so there's probably stuff set aside specifically for Crag. Which we could make a good argument to take with us, yeah, and not leave, True. because they have connections to Den's mouth mm-hmm. or Dunder's Pass, right? That can help. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the supply flow can get up and running again, mm-hmm. and they can. It's only a day's trek over, mm-hmm. so and they have some. I would assume we it's could... more than one warehouse too. Mm-hmm. Right. We could perhaps. Um, I think we need to do a quick inventory. Uh, Desmond. Possibly. And. Casserole. 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 It's never we not going to be casserole now. <laughs> recruit Desmond and Kessera to train a small group of people who would be interested in serving as armed couriers. Armed couriers! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, to to escort just any recruit supplies. Recruit them. They could you could leave them money. They could do training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leave them. No cart. Mm-hmm. We could send our cart back. Is our cart? It's Where in is our it's cart? in Crag. Um, yeah. Okay. It's in Crag with mules. Yeah. Right. So that's our first uh, our first cart for the the courier right. service there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Unless there are regular shipments. There are regular shipments Mm -hmm. that come through. Yeah, it's just they keep getting interrupted. Right, right. But if one got to 
like Dunmere's Pass, for example, right. then they could... Then escort it mm-hmm. um, across the Badlands. Right. That's not a bad idea to, to set up our first set mm-hmm. armed services. We could potentially, when we get there, speak to Caleb or Craig and wherever the source of their food is, I assume that's in the valley, that mm-hmm. send our cart with couriers to pick up a load. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. If they can spare mm-hmm. armed men in Crag, I mean... Well, if we can... Well... In- incentivize mm-hmm. <laughs> with some cash money... Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. to yeah, we could yes, we could we could commission some arms and armor. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, some, we have arms and armor. Some branding. Yeah, I was gonna say we but have yeah. some Monday. We can Monday brand theirs. I'm not branding mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having That's this not conversation. Yeah, to brand the, mm-hmm. the actual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, in. Feather's Rest. Mm-hmm. Did he have a lumber mill, or did he just have lumber because he was building a barn? He just had lumber. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Which would come from what? Constance Crossing, or I mean that. Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, Constance Crossing um, is in a very unique place geographically, which is that it's basically on a river. And it's pretty dead set in the middle of the uh, valley. Yeah. So pretty much all goods pass through there some way or another. Uh, and it's it's a pretty sizable mm-hmm. town as a result because, yeah, it's, it's in the middle of everything. So. Okay. Well, but lumber wouldn't come from Constance Crossing, right? No, but milled lumber might. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Unless it's forge wood lumber. Right. Which they mill there. Well, what about... Lumber from the Acrian Forest. Yeah, I mean there there are mm-hmm. plenty of other ways that people would you know get lumber, and, and that's not to say that like something like lumber isn't going to necessarily be uh, centrally produced, right? right? Like for construction, people are going to just go out into the woods and chop down trees and hew lumber themselves, hew logs into mm-hmm. timber with yeah. draw knives and carpenter axes. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot of it, it, you're not going to Jerry's. There's mm-hmm. not it's not all two by fours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's no indoor lumber yard. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Most most towns are gonna get what they need locally unless they don't have a forest nearby. In which case right. it's either gonna be carted over as a cart full of logs or as, you know, cut and trimmed Yeah. Timber. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, should we go talk to Desmond and Kessera? I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, as you guys go to track them down, um, so to answer your question, Urban, um, you know, thinking back to stories and histories and things that you've studied, you've heard stories of, you know, fiendish creatures returning. Um, the fundamental mechanics of that is not something that is is necessarily known, but that you know there are legends of and stories of a creature coming back from the dead. Uh, oftentimes, it's over a great period of time. 
Um, the thing is, is that like the details of this specific instance of him dying and the wisp of smoke trailing off, like that's that's like a specific thing that doesn't really match anything that you inherently know. Okay. All right. You guys head off over towards the uh, western end of town where Desmond and Kessera have been camping. A um, couple of comfortable-looking tents, and Desmond is currently stirring a small tin cup of coffee that he's poured from a pot that's been boiled over the fire. <laughs> Morning. 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 How'd you sleep? Never better. <laughs> well, we're just thinking of next steps for our group, mm-hmm. you, and hopefully we can see Den's mouth getting set to rights, um, but we feel, I think we agree that we should um, be on our way because, you know, pressing matters. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Uh, yes. You guys have your business to attend to. Uh, I think Kess and I will probably stick around here for a few days. Mm-hmm. Oh. Some of these people get back on their feet. We'll see where things take us from there. To that, and we have a we had a proposition for you if you'd be interested. Um, Arnie, could you lean in a little? Oh yeah. <clears throat> we had a proposition for you in the end that you'd be interested in staying around for a longer period of time, perhaps, and uh, maybe training. A group of a group rain. of a group of rain. <laughs> um, a group of young people who would be acting as well eventually as armed couriers to protect goods and such as they move. There's regular um, shipments that have been waylaid from Crag or to Crag. Um, it's been a problem for several months at this point, and so we know that they're desperate for those supplies on a regular basis. And this would be helpful for the region. Yeah. Go ahead and make a diplomacy check and assist diplomacy. Cool. I just I roll like over when 10, other people yeah? have yeah. to do the points. Yeah, right. It's your business. You get the assist. Nice. Oh, oh we both rolled the same. <laughs> All right. What's this? Plus two? two? Plus two, yeah. Mm. So 11 plus zero plus two. <laughs> 13. 13. 13. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And Ayn chimes in. And of course, we'll pay you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I can't say I'm entirely opposed to the idea. I'm getting a bit too old to do, you know, any kind of like <laughs> massage yeah. or something out of his shoulder. <laughs> do too much uh, of this kind of shenaniganry mm-hmm. myself. But, uh, well, I know my way around a sword. Wouldn't mind putting a little bit of uh, time and energy to training some folk. Mm-hmm. Seems, uh, Seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I would imagine there might be a few people here who, uh, once they get back up on their feet, might be willing to help others out with the, the right incentive. Mm-hmm. It makes sense what you're talking about with the, with Crag here. I know we were talking about those knolls yesterday. Seems like a, a strategic place for them to take out. I know you guys have been looking into what's going on. Just concerns me. That's all. Yeah. It is certainly deeply concerning. The gnolls are historically a unorganized bunch of creatures, feral, nasty. This kind of numbers, uh, I don't know. It suggests something big. That's been our feeling as well seems very unusual and concerning. I agree. Well, what say you, Kess? Do you want to help train some of these ruffians around here? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Seems like it would be the best way for us to help out with whatever's going on in Crag, too. Don't feel like I can leave Dan's mouth just yet, but Yeah. Something we can do to help out. Well, not not entirely, just to put all of the cards on the table. Not imagining this as a entirely altruistic endeavor. We are in, we are looking to start an armed courier service to protect goods moving throughout the continent, and this could be a first step in having well-trained, a well-trained sort of core of armed courier people that we could, of course, pay and utilize. And and then the possibility for people who might not ever leave Den's Mouth might Mm -hmm. have then the opportunity to travel um, and make some money, so. Definitely willing to leave you with enough money to support yourselves and pay for whatever you need to, to train couriers for ourselves and uh, any people who might be interested in militia work in, in Den's mouth. Yeah. So we have a few sets of armor we lent out yesterday and mm-hmm. some spears and swords maybe that can be um, provided for whoever gets trained up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a reasonable endeavor to me. That's pretty much anybody who's moving goods across this land is making money off of it. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna fault you for doing what you can. It seems like there's a need for uh, a little bit higher trained folk. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, I think this is a good opportunity. If you're willing to fund the endeavor, then Hopefully it'll be beneficial in more ways than one. Certainly. What uh, what can you spare? Help us get started. Let's see. What do we feel like startup costs for this? What did we pay? We left Percival Percy. with 150 gold. With the expectation that he find like a place of business. 
Mm-hmm. Get a cart? Well, and start getting things set up in Forge World. Yeah, set up, mm-hmm. set up like a warehouse type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if, we're also gonna, yeah, if we're also going to, yeah, if we're also going to bankroll, um, like mm-hmm. people. I don't know how much like Arnie personally does not know what like days' wages and stuff. A a soldier, like a trained soldier, yeah. is a gold a day. A gold a day. Yeah. yeah. So I was putting together. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Well, that I, I, that might be five e, but I, I remember specifically that like a an employed soldier in the Imperial Army. That is not like you know a career soldier is a golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was putting together I, that that sounds right from my my recollection as well. I was putting together some uh, information for dealing with these kinds of things specifically. Oh, I have mm-hmm. a whole document on um, like a business mechanics engine. Nice. Yeah. Um, as well as I, I'm trying to see if I can find it. I was setting up basically like the hacks business ledger mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to keep track of various resources that you guys can get. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can track that down real quick. Okay. I think, they think yeah, there I think are some a, there are some raw stuff about that, what yeah. about follower costs too. There, yeah. There's somewhere. There's a whole. Um, downtime and business system in Ultimate Campaign mm-hmm. that I was basing this on. Ultimate Campaign and the Game Master's Guide is probably where you'll find things more relevant to what you're looking for. Okay. Do is we want to maybe just... Yeah. It's complicated. Do we want to maybe put a, a pin in this and just yeah. come back, like, say that we we do agree to a reasonable amount of gold and... Yeah. And, for, and then figure out how much that is. Well, we gave yeah. we gave Percival 150, so we could just drop like 200 or 300. Yeah, I wanted to see if I could find the ledger because I had I'm almost positive I had a specific number um, mm-hmm. that was sort of like 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 a good starting price, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, I, I agree without, don't want to belabor it too much. Yeah. So if you, and you guys are a little I mean, more flush with cash than you had been in the past. Yeah. So, yeah. um. I mean, I could, I could say I could pretty easily drop like 500 gold. Okay. On them. Just make a, make an earmark. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think what we'll do is we'll probably spin this back up in one of the threads in Discord. Yeah. And we can start running okay. some okay. of these yeah. and start yeah, putting yeah. some of these resources yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I am super down with, um, what I was kind of intending is to basically, mm-hmm. as we go through like in-game weeks, mm-hmm. to then have you make these like downtime rolls oh, for nice. the business's yeah. functionality, mm-hmm. and we could kind of run the little oh, like business cool. simulation mm-hmm. outside of sessions, yeah, yeah. and just like, yeah, mm-hmm. and and it would be really cool to yeah. just have that like, and then we can keep track of it, and yeah. then the next time you guys get in touch, it'd be like, here's what you earned, or right. here's where everything caught fire and you owe me a thousand gold. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> You know, and some things yeah. like that. So there's yeah. there's some really cool stuff mm-hmm. in there that I'm excited about. Um, so, yes, you give Desmond X hundred gold, and he and Kesra have agreed to start looking for um, people willing to train to become mercenaries under the Hacks banner and um, set up a courier cart. Did you want to brand 
Yes. The armor? Yes. I think we should. I put the, uh, I put the, the Haney arm, the H.A. Haney Adventuring Committee little arcane mark on the armor that belongs to us. Okay, so we and have arms. three studded leathers. What were you going to say, Bertha? <laughs> oh. I was going to say that. So we should donate our Monday Monday and arms right. armor. Yeah. 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 So we have three sets of studded leather armor. We have a chain shirt and mm-hmm. we have small leather armor. Mm-hmm. Well, there's. You've got a couple, couple yeah. battle axes too, right? Um, yeah, so that's what we have for armor. And then for weapons, we have a plus one spear. We might want to sell that. Two battle axes. A. Masterwork composite longbow, masterwork scimitar, masterwork scorpion whip, a short sword, and then two regular spears. So we could give the if we're giving three, four, five pieces of mundane armor, we could do two spears of short sword, and then do we want to and and, and, and and then the two battle axes. That's five armor. Five weapons. They should have an archer. The bow should go with them, too. And the bow. And yeah. we can give the bow. So what I would request mm-hmm. is that you guys pick the items that you have earmarked to donate to the cause, and mm-hmm. we will figure out the uh, gold value, and mm-hmm. we'll convert that into capital, which yeah. is one of the resources mm-hmm. okay. that will go into the mechanic. I'm highlighting it on the list of what we're sending. And just mark it off now so mm-hmm. that you guys know you no longer have that equipment. I'm marking it off. Um, while we're bookkeeping, do we want to go over the last bit of loot? Yes. Please. I was waiting for somebody to bring it up. I did bring it up, but we hadn't gotten but to we that point. we're yeah. in the session yet. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I said, I, in character, I said we should look at what he has, we should talk to Desmond, we just t- talk to Desmond first. What he has. Oh, yeah, okay. Yes. We hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, go ahead, Ryan. Um, okay, it's, it's, where is it? It's up here. I'm, yeah. So, cause, cause if I recall, you guys had gone back through and looted everything. We just didn't have that list of stuff yet. That's um, right. Yeah, specifically, specifically for the Bosnal. You guys looted stuff from the other, yeah. uh, the other individuals. Yes. Yeah. The barbarian and the jailer. Yep. So... Um. Oh, how do I want to describe this? So, yeah, from from the well pile of ashes that was once the knoll, <laughs> um, you managed to pick up a ring. Okay. Um, another similar earring to the one that um, Urban now wears. Right. This one of a, of a slightly different coloration. Um, a set of medium scale mail. Medium scale mail. We can... Masterwork. Um, Which might need some mending. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna throw it. Um, it's, it's currently got the broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry. I did not prepare a cloak. this morning. 
But I okay. Sorry. I was, I was, I was, so so yes, there is a magic ring, a magic earring, a magic cloak, mm-hmm. broken scale mail, but is all that is also magic. Um. Well, a magic, magic would magic wouldn't be broken. Not true. You can break magic. Yeah, it has it has uh, ten oh, more yeah. HP mm-hmm. per level of uh, mm-hmm. of magic bonus. Yep. Okay. Plus one I'm bonus. thinking of the rock edition then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Path- Pathfinder actually has really brutal durability mechanics yeah. that we hand wave half of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. If not all of the time. Like, all of our equipment would have been broken by those two fireballs. Uh, well, so if it's magical equipment, right. you only it only takes damage if you roll a natural one on a save against an area of effect, unless it's an effect that specifically targets. Um, right, but like all of our mundane or items. something. Yes, like saddlebags. Yes, <laughs> saddles. <laughs> yeah, bridle, clothing. Yes. yes. Technically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Technically, all of your mundane shit would have just <laughs> them on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Stop dropping wool. Um, I'll keep that yeah. in mind for next time I hit you with a fireball. No. <laughs> then y'all can be naked. Already said we weren't <laughs> using those rules. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. We already said. I don't. I don't intend to to bookkeep durability of right. that that level unless we're dealing with something that specifically targets and right. deals damage right. to equipment. Yeah. Yeah. More loots. Anyway, so yes, magic belt, magic cloak, magic earring, magic ring, magic scale mail that's broken. Um, that appears to be actually someone. What, what would you, what would you what would you roll for that? Uh, like an appraise check, maybe. Sure. For, for what? Um, just for a detail about the scale mail. Okay. Whoever wants to. Some someone help me. I can help. Okay. I don't even know what that is. Ooh, seventeen plus five. Fire. Hey, seventeen plus five. I definitely help. <laughs> I oh, wow. okay. Twenty-two, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you're as you're um <laughs> shaking the dust and ash out of this armor, um you can see it's got. Some some pretty significant damage in places. Um, you recognize it to be scale mail, but as you're sort of looking closer um, at this, you know, it's it's this interesting kind of patchwork um, design, sort of like a heavy mantle type piece. Um, but yeah, as you're as you're looking closer, suddenly you realize this is this is dragon hide. Specifically. What? I I appreciate that you guys went that deep into the druid uh, the druid rules and you actually did that. That's yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I built a druid one time and went like way down the rabbit hole on armor for them. Mm-hmm. So druids can't wear metal if that yeah. Right. yeah wasn't a anyway um yeah and what kind of dragon? on top of all of that um. It's red. So, okay. red. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, this, this appears to be... It's an interesting sort of design. Um, you, you pull it apart and you can see that the, the, the cloak 
is sort of separable from from the armor itself, but they're they're kind of a set. Um, hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, there is the um, the the staff or sort of walking stick, also that appears to be magical. Okay. We should identify. Alexander, do you want to spend some time by doing this? Yes, yeah, please and thank you. For the next. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I have to check magic. Cool. If we do this, yeah, tomorrow. Oh, there's also a, a regular sort of crude knife dagger. Um, did, we, did we want to put any gold on him? I don't know. Gnolls don't really strike me as creatures that carry around a lot of gold. Yeah. Yeah. All all the other like boss ones they that we picked the stat blocks from had like some. But. I mean. Well. Nah. Whatever. I, mean, I feel like this guy. He's like, fuck, gold. Yeah. I take what I want. Well, but yeah. would he have components or would he have like, like any kind of. No, as a druid, I don't know that he would. Okay, just a, yeah. You know. Um, and and anything like fully mundane and small would have probably been destroyed yeah. when he lit himself on fire. Totally true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the magic yeah. items survived. Yeah. Want to do some rolling, Alexander? Sure. Yeah. All right. Do some. I'll start with the, start with the earring. Okay. okay. Um. Let me. What's, what's the DC for that again? It's open you had it up. Yeah, I'm getting I there. I have it. Um, do to do 15 plus items caster level. Okay. What do I add to my roll? Spellcraft. Mm-hmm. God, I'm on. Why don't I roll this all the time? <laughs> Is it Spellcraft or Knowledge Arcana? What? 26? 15 plus 11. Woo! Jeez. I haven't rolled under a 15 yet. 15 plus 11, you said? So, this earring, um, you you notice quickly has the same enchantment as the one you currently wear. Which is? It functions in effect as a headband of inspired wisdom. If you guys don't mind, I'd like to take it and keep it and use it as a trophy of our victory over this fiend and be good. Or butthook the one he's got now and just kind of hand it to Ondane and say we could certainly sell this or one of you t- you could use it if you want a, a wisdom boost. Wisdom helps with... Will saves. Will saves. Perception. <laughs> Lots of skills. Lots of skills. Yeah. <laughs> it is All in no way my... a bad thing for any of you to have. Ooh, yeah. All of my ranger spells. <laughs> All of your ranger spells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, I, yeah. I think that, <laughs> I think but, that yeah. um, Alexander should take it. Where did you I get the first decks From a another the first, knoll. The first abyssal knoll, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Oh, the blue knoll? Yeah. The yeah. blue one. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. Blue. Yeah. Blue. 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 Yeah. Blue. 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 I don't speak this language. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> Sorry, speaking, speaking Noel. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. you both do speak Noel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Arnie, there you go. In the most battle language sense. Well, I can also, um, yeah. Yeah, you're pretty basic, right? Just what you've heard? 
pretty much. Yeah. All right, Brian, you gonna keep rolling, or Arnie, you wanna roll? I'll roll for, you're for all, something. You're all welcome to keep for the staff. Keep doing it. Yeah. The staff? Yeah. Um, yeah, we yeah. have a ring, we have a cloak, we have a belt, and we have a staff. Oh, I'll do the belt. I'll do the belt. Belt? Okay. The belt. Okay. Nope. That's a 12. <laughs> I will try. I will try. Okay. He's trying to 23. Yes. 23. That just <laughs> works. Ooh. 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 This is a belt of mighty constitution. What? Plus two. Uh, Andy? I already have a belt. No, Emma. Do you have a belt? I do not have a belt. Mine is a tumbling belt that we were mm-hmm. going to add speed to. So, right. Constitution, I mean, I would rather give it to Emma than mm-hmm. take away my tumbling belt. So that's a yeah. fort, fort save? And HP. And HP. Retroactive. Retroactive HP. HP. I mean, I'm perfectly mean? willing to so strap it to who? <laughs> your your <laughs> con score goes up by two. <laughs> so now you have an additional plus one bonus. So for every level, you add your con bonus to your HP. So you would gain an additional seven HP. Oh, I see. That would be so cute. Wow. <laughs> see the Which whole will outfit going. obviously keep adding as you Make continue to level <laughs> No! <laughs> Which might put you into the triple digits while raging? Yeah. Yes, it would. Yes! <laughs> yeah. We made it! Mm-hmm. Oh, we made it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Started at the bottom, now we're here. Okay, so we have <laughs> we have a ring, we have a cloak, and a staff left to identify. Just, just as part of bookkeeping, when the session's done, I'd highly recommend to PC Gen and add that manually. And then reprint okay. your character sheet because I did that with the wisdom thing. I tried to track it, and it was a nightmare. Yeah. Okay. Until I until I, until I redid it in PC Gen. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll okay. try the the ring. Okay. Ooh, nineteen. It's a ring of protection. Uh-huh. Nice one. <laughs> That's a thousand gold if we can talk our way into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll oh. try the staff. Does anyone not have one? Okay. I have. I think we all have one. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. It's good to make sure. Ah, uh, sixteen. You should put that on the bird. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Yeah. You're, you're like around the ankle. You're really not sure. Yeah, that's I, actually I am a really good. I'm fully idea. in support of this plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to. Uh, put it bird on the bird. bird. Put it on the bird. Because who has an AC of twenty-one? Well, keep keep in mind that I mean selling that is half of the cost of me crafting you a plus two stat item. Mm. Okay, well, we can put well, it on him for now. We can't sell it yet anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure, let's put it on. Yeah. It just... So you're putting it on bird brain? Yeah. So as as you, like, slip it over his foot, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, resizes <laughs> down to be, like, one of those little, you know, banded, yes. like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a little gold, yep. um, <sighs> little gold band, like, mm-hmm. around the ankle. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. He's so fashionable with his little armor. The staff, what? The staff. He failed the staff. Failed the staff. Oh. Should I try? I'll try the staff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can even roll high enough to ID it. 
No. That's a 10. <laughs> well, we can try another day. Yeah. We're only allowed like once a day was the rule. Yeah, yeah. That's, so. that, is, that is the rule, yeah. I can also okay. um, the yeah, spell you both, identify. Yeah, you both sort of yeah. focus on it. And... Um, yeah, it's really not. It's really not clear. All right, I'll try the scale mail. Okay. Twenty-four. It's plus one. Plus plus one. Nice. Plus try the one. Roll dragon hide. Yeah, that's it is the one. plus one dragon hide scale mail. That's. I will try the cloak. Okay. Seventeen. It's also a plus one. Okay. A plus one I don't, I don't, cloak of resistance? Yeah, plus one cloak of resistance. Alright. Okay. So, mostly pretty standard kit. Mm-hmm. A couple of pretty solid stat buff items. Yeah. And this staff of sorts that you don't really not know sure. what it could be used for. Mm-hmm. The dagger's not magic. Uh, uh, like, no, it's just sort of a, a jagged bone dagger. Um, a, a mundane inspection of this of this staff, um, which which, if you recall, is sort of a somewhat gnarled-looking walking stick with um, kind of a, an interesting pattern of wrapped twigs towards the top and uh, a f- few orange and brown feathers um, dangling from it. Um, it isn't really suitable as like a weapon. As much as it, as it is like a walking stick, you could probably, you know, improvise use of it as like a quarterstaff, maybe, but it's not it's clearly not meant for it. Is there any of his blood that was obvious from the, the wounds that he took still on the ground? Didn't you guys collect some? Yeah, we got yeah, it off you the guys feather. Did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I legitimately know that feathers have blood in them. Yeah, we had that whole discussion. No, and I was adamant that we have to get the feathers. Yep. So, yeah. And there okay. was... Looking blood biography him tomorrow. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool.